What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Boston's Big 3 Podcast presented by Ride the Wave Media. We are brought to you by 1 in 100. 1 in 100 is the only online raffle website giving fans and experienced seekers the chance to win tickets to live sporting events, concerts, music festivals, and more. Whether it be from your desktop or mobile device, winning tickets to your favorite events has never been so easy and fun. Choose your desired event. Purchase a raffle ticket into the draw, and you can be the lucky winner to the next game. I know 1 in 100 has got a lot of fun stuff coming up, a few busy weeks, free free giveaways to Celtics, Bruins. It's fun stuff coming up. Uh, but welcome week. back to the, the the 23rd episode of Boston's Big Three. We're finally back. We took Thanksgiving off, um, but we are back in full force, ready to, to get into a lot of stuff to cover over the last two weeks, especially. I did it solo a few weeks ago, but it's good to have the guys back on. We're joined. By myself, Brandon Watabi, Spike King, and our main man, Stafford. All right, so I guess we should just jump right into what? We've got three Patriots games to really talk about over the last two weeks. Um, the first of which being the, the, the Philadelphia Patriots game, which it, w- it wasn't the best offensive performance, but the Patriots definitely came out. Um, they figured head coaching was unreal just the, the the mismatch in any game you're going to get when bill belichick's the head coach is is definitely there and the rematch between the eagles and the patriots from super bowl 52 is it's all in the past now pats finally uh got their revenge game and found a way to win it and uh spike king was down in philly um and survived i'm surprised you're here talk about that that's I'm, so uh, the people, so it's been a crazy couple weeks. First of all, yeah. Brendan, thank you so much for carrying Boston's big three on your absolutely. own. Tyler Miller, absolutely nowhere to be found, too. But it is, it's the, it's the holiday season, so things slow down a little bit. The consistency isn't there. I, myself, have been absolutely busy traveling all around. Uh, this is the nitty-gritty time for the Patriots season, as you know, for the spiking. A lot of great things have happened uh, recently, even with the loss this past week against Houston. Philly was awesome. That was two years in the making. Obviously, one of my first big things that went viral on Instagram was spiking a cheesesteak right before Super Bowl 52. You lose to the Eagles. This game has been circled down ever since then. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Fourth and John out there. We've been talking for months and months and months and months about linking up, being out there. They had an awesome tailgate. Eagles fans get a bad rap. Uh, I thought the tailgate was awesome. I think all of Philly does. Yeah, I, I think that... It's those one bad apples that every every fan base has an asshole. Every fan base has the pers- people that fight. We have that in New England, dude. It happens. And um, I think those videos go viral, and then it actually paints a bad picture. Yeah, Philly could be a little rough around the edges, but if you respect people, they're going to respect you back. That's simple across the board no matter where you are in today's world. So going out there, awesome tailgate. Everyone was nice to me, hooked it up. We were laughing, giggling around now. I was wearing my war vest, and the funny thing is that kind of blends in with the Eagles colors, so not a lot of people knew I was a Pats fan to begin with. But there were some Pats fans mingling around. Uh, In terms of the game, I mean, hard-fought game. It was, I believe, 17-10 to was the final of that that game. And, uh, you know, the 41-33 to dies. That's it. You know, you can't talk about it anymore. I got screwed out of my tickets, by the way. Oh, yeah, what happened there? So I bought my tickets on Friday, $720, two tickets to sit Jeez. four rows from the field. And then all of a sudden, uh, a girl comes up with three, uh, like two of her friends, and she goes, hey, like, those are my seats. And she showed me. She had the Ticketmaster tickets. And I was like, what the fuck? Went to guest services. Guest services said, you guys are responsible of, of figuring it out. So I was like, I'm not getting in a pissing contest with these people. 
you know, let them sit there, just relocate me. They wanted to put me up in the 300s. I ended up sitting the club level. I sat like on the 40, 50 yard line. I, there were good seats. Like you get to see everything. So here's my thing too. I love sitting close. I want to be close to the action. I want to be on TV. I, I want to just like, you know, see everything there. But sitting up top is not bad because you can see plays develop. And that was a, that was a good thing that I haven't done that this year. Last year I sat in the 300s once and that was up in Nashville. Um, this year, this is my, I think my second time because in Houston I sat in the 500s, but uh, that's another story. But, um, you know, I got, you get to see a little bit more things develop. Um, it's a hard-fought game. Like I said so many times, this team can score 16 points a game, and they can win. It's because of that defense. Yeah. That defense showed up. That defense was there. It was close at the end. 41-33, it's done. Eagles fans were waiting. Eagles fans were waiting for that win, you can tell, because they just want to put it right back in your face, and that's it. They have their Super Bowl. We move on. Their team sucks. They just lost to Miami this past week. What's their I, record? They're okay. five and six. Probably or something the most like inconsistent football team I've ever seen. What? In my life. They're, yeah. they're five and six and can still win the division. That, no, they, the NFC East is an absolute mess. But Carson Wentz needs some credit too. I'm a big Carson Wentz guy. His receivers have been giving him zero help. Yeah, <laughs> zero. So, so I'll say that going into that Patriots game, they had they had nobody. Like I, I people, some people were hurt. They had to get. Alshon Jeffrey like, was out. Yeah, Alshon uh, was out. They had to sign Jordan Matthews. They had to like sign oh, J.H.I. Yeah. back. Like they had to do that. that for that game. No excuses. No excuses because there was yeah. a bye week for both teams. There was yeah. a bye week for both no teams, excuses, and both teams were well prepped for that break game. Here. I love this though. I was sitting in the, when I was actually in my original seat that I was supposed to be in. All the Philly fans are jawing at Brady. They're jawing <laughs> at him. You know, they're they're saying some stuff, and you can see Brady looking up, and he's pumped up. That pumped him up, and I love seeing that. I wish he, I wish he murdered him out there, but you got to take what you got to take. A win's a win, and we moved on. Yeah, so I want to see your thoughts on that, uh, Babs, because you were actually at the game. He was 26 of 47 for 216 yards, no picks, no touchdowns. How do you look live? I mean, dude, this is a couple weeks ago, so I'm going to completely forget so many butt lights ago. It really is. <laughs> I, I mean, all right, let's just take the three, the last three weeks in general. I mean, yeah. Brady this past week in Houston – Threw three touchdowns, one interception. He went 26 for 40, whatever he did. He didn't look terrible this past week, especially with Sanu having a high ankle sprain, especially with the illnesses walking around the locker room. Dorsett's coming off the concussion. Edelman supposedly has a separated shoulder. Um, the, in the game against Dallas, I mean, that was a rain game. That game sucked, and Brendan can talk more about that when we get to there because uh, he actually he went to the game. It's just, it's just a little frustrating this season with Brady overall because – I mean, you just saw those stats that I think I posted the other day, and it's comparable to 2013. In 2013, they didn't really have the – I think they had a better receiver group than they did because I think they had Gronk that season. They still had Edelman that season. Um, you can tell they're, they're, they, they, need, they need an extra body, dude. They mm -hmm. need Antonio Brown back. They need a Des Bryant. They need Rob Gronkowski. Fuck Rob Gronkowski and fuck his Gronk beat shit because that came out as well too. <laughs> and I'm getting pissed at him just like everybody else because he keeps using this – Stupid, I'm going to make a comeback, but hey, I, I know the marketing scheme, but hey, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm having Gronk. Beach it works. Day, it's out. worked. Everyone knows about this Gronk beach thing now it, it because works, of it. But mm -hmm. Brady is missing a, a stud, and it sucks to say that they had Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon to start the season week two, and then all of a sudden you don't even have either of them. And they should have – why did they get rid of Josh Gordon? We still need to know why we, that happened. Yeah, we like, need an why, answer for that one. That one's no pretty bad. There were rumors no floating around that he was getting content. He was not. He was showing yeah. up to meetings late. He was starting to, like, dog it in practice, and the coaching yeah. staff noticed. That was the rumor going on. I don't know if that's true, 
but that's what I've heard. I'm just waiting for the day so far in the future when, like, the Brady book, the Belichick book comes out. You know, the like, Belichick the autobiography. Everything. I know. There's going to be loose. so many tell-alls. You're going to have the Josh Gordon getting cut. You're going to have – why was – why was – uh who was his name? Malcolm Butler getting benched in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're going to have all these crazy things answered. It's all I locked mean, away for now. Belichick, Brady, and Robert Kraft are not here to loop, purposely lose Super Bowls. They want to win oh. games. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's a business. Like Antonio Brown, he's not coming back. Like he's really not going to come back. I don't believe it because Robert Kraft, even if Brady and, Bel- Brady and Belichick want him, Robert Kraft. Which they do. Which they do. Which they do. Kraft is going to say no because of the actions that he did against Kraft. The second you let Antonio Brown back, the inmates run the asylum. This is why yep. Belichick has cut so many guys in the past. Think about some of the players that he, like Richard Seymour, you know, you're going to date back 20 years here. Richard Seymour, uh, he'll get rid of, they'll get rid of whatever. Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon. I bet Kraft likes Josh Gordon. Maybe Kraft wants to keep him. Belichick's like, nope, he's not showing up. We're going to get rid of him. Even you know, at the beginning like of the that. season, the Michael Michael Bennett situation traded a few like days later after he got into an altercation with the coach. You got to keep yeah. that culture, and I think that's Taking what's important. In 2005, Ty Law with his contract negotiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they went the and they end up going with uh, what's his face that ends up sucking Asante Samuel, who missed up that <laughs> Super Bowl t- 2007. And here's another thing too. I just had it in my head, and now I lost it. Um, they're they're willing to move on from guys. You know what I mean? Like they're willing to do and. Even if that guy is a top-notch player, they're not going to stick around with it. Um, I think it's very far and few in between that they'll do that. But they're not, just because they get rid of the guy, it's not like, oh, yeah, we're done. We're not going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to still try. But it, that's why that culture has lasted 20-plus years under the Brady, uh, under the Belichick and Kraft regime because they're willing to say, I don't give a shit who you are. If you're an A-plus player or an F player, you're out of here. You don't follow this way. You're out of here. We're not dealing with your bullshit. And it sucks for this season because you know that Anto- like Antonio Brown would win you the Super Bowl. And guess what? They can still win the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Guess what? Super Bowl 51, they were down 28-3, to and they didn't have Rob Gronkowski, and they still won that Super Bowl. Malcolm Mitchell stepped up in that game and had 150 yards that game. I miss and, him so But much. here's the thing. Nikhil Harry, Give him a I, still, I still go on my record. And with the rumor that was told to me, he was an asshole in the locker room, and that's why he was benched in Baltimore. It's like one of those things. He was ready. He flew down. Why didn't you put him in there? I don't give a shit about your game plan. It's because he did something to you. Malcolm Butler, the rumor was that he punched Stephen Belichick in the face. There's there's a whole, like, thing that I saw about that. And if that was true, he's going to be like, we don't need you. Because here's the thing. If Belichick put Malcolm Butler out there in that Super Bowl and they won, Malcolm Butler was walking anyways and going to get his money. It would make Belichick look bad. They need to stay on top of everybody well, else. That's a whole different issue. That, that, that was a problem in the first place. Because instead of re, like designing the game plan after Butler was benched, you decided to put Eric Rowe in his spot and cover Alshon Jeffrey the whole damn first half, yeah. which should never have happened in the first place anyway. Yeah. That's a whole yeah. different discussion to have. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, going back to what you said earlier, I'm not sold AB is completely gone. I'm really not, and I'll tell you why. One, A.B. posted uh, an hour ago a picture of him and Brady. I miss you, buddy. I think he commented, too. I know <laughs> it means nothing, dude. I know it means nothing. And that's not my point. Um, Crowd Crowd of war. War. I know he wants to win more. I know, I know he wants to get Brady one more ring. And regardless of what Belichick feels, I, want, I know Belichick wants to have A.B. back. I know Brady wants to have A.B. back. And I think Kraft, at the end of the day, realizes that they need that game-separating weapon because our receivers can't get open. 
it's 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 unbelievable. They're doubling Julian Edelman over the middle and then white out of the backfield, and then nobody can get separation. We all blindly bow down to Robert Kraft yeah. when that's the allegations or whatever which happened about him getting the rub and tug last year. You know what Pat's Nation did? They just bow down and be like, "That's awesome, he's the <laughs> man." This and that, and while everyone else is like, "That's wrong," now it start, it could start spinning on him. And Pat's fans are like, "Dude, we let you pass with the rub and tug. Give us the fans a pass and let A B back. All right? Yeah. It breaks even on that in that in that case. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know what, Robert Kraft, you saw that little video I posted last night into this morning. The guy was at the Celtics game. Robert Kraft says, bring A.B. back. Now, imagine the Pats don't win the Super Bowl this year, and A.B. never comes back on the Patriots. Robert Kraft can't show his face in Boston for a little bit because fans are going to be heated afterwards. And everyone's going to be like, why didn't you bring A.B. back? We would have won. We would have won. Just like Belichick. Belichick ate a lot of crow after that Super Bowl, he ate it, which I also think that after that Super Bowl loss, uh, Rob Gronkowski said he was going to retire. I think that was a ploy. Because it took yeah. a lot of heat off of Belichick, and more people started talking about that. They're good at spinning shit like that, but I, I bet I bet that's gonna happen. Um, I, I hope that Antonio Brown comes back. You know, I, I shot him the DM. We talked a little bit, just a couple words exchanging. He knows he's waiting for the uh, he's waiting for the phone call. Just fucking do it. He's not gonna go on the exempt list. That whole court case shit is done. It, it, it's and you know what? Maybe maybe he comes back in a week or two. We we have to wait and see, but. At this point, there's only two receivers that you can pretty much get, and it's Des Bryant and it's Antonio Brown because you can't trade for anybody. I don't know why these people are saying, oh, Odell Beckham's coming to the team. Dude, yeah, the it makes no guys. sense. Wait, yeah. like, way, like, way, way the Browns aren't going to cut him <laughs> and just say, like, that's it. Like, it makes no sense. It's either Des Bryant. I still believe in Des Bryant, and I want to just so bring him in and see what he has, just throw him out there. Uh, or Antonio Brown. They need somebody. Desperately so, need somebody. So, Deion Sanders on NFL Network the other day announced that there was help on the way within the next couple weeks to the Patriots. Do we buy that, and who do we think he's referring to specifically? I don't buy that because he's just saying that to get people to talk about it. Yeah. What okay. the fuck kind of information does he I, have? This might have been the first Powell time I've ever heard, like, Deion Sanders coming out with a statement saying, this is going to happen. I think this might be the first time ever. Yeah, I, he doesn't have the inside information. Yeah. I mean, he knows players. And he's shit, NFL, but but I, I'm sure he he's in the in like he knows. But I'm just I feel like the beat writers and the people that are actually in yeah. New England probably have a better take than he does. And at the end of the day, you know what? Nikhil Harry is a good talent. Sanu's a good talent. When these when this team's healthy, Philip Dorsett and Julian Edelman. That's not a bad core for guys right there. And Jacoby Myers, throw him in there, okay? Those five guys are not bad when they're 100% healthy. They just haven't been healthy yet. Again, this is what I'm trying to tell. This is what I just fucking posted. There's three fucking home games left, and then there's a road game against the one-win Cincinnati Bengals. Last year, at this time in mid-December, they lost. This, ne- this week coming up, they lost the Miami Miracle game. What happened the next week? They lost in Pittsburgh. They had five losses, and everyone wrote them off last year. This team isn't good. They had the same struggles last year around this time. The offense wasn't producing. The defense was inconsistent. And then everyone wrote them off. What happened? They had two fucking home games, dude. Two home games. They played against um, the Bills and the Jets. They win both those games. They have a bye week. And then they had the Much red different hot. different teams now, though. Red hot. San Diego, L.A. Chargers come into town who beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Lamar Jackson was a rookie, but Lamar Jackson was really good last year. Don't forget that at the end of the season, he was very good. Beat him, and we smoked him, and then we went to the AFC title game. So people just are already writing off the Patriots is absolutely nuts. Don't do that. 
This is the this 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 week's gonna be the statement week. You beat Kansas City at home. Pat Mahomes 0-3 against Brady. That's what you want to do. They'll be rolling into Cincy, and then everyone's gonna start feeling themselves. It's December now. It's, it's the start- continuous cycle. Every year it's the same story and over <laughs> yeah. and over again. We either go two and two in September or four and oh. Then mid- there's a mid-season struggle where we lose a big game. Everybody says Brady's done. And it keeps going on again. We go into the playoffs with the Bison. We beat the crap out of somebody in the playoffs, and then we win the Super Bowl. Joe and Brendan, you look at these four games right here. Philadelphia, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, preseason. What's their record in those four games? Most people are going to say two and two. 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 If they they win this game Sunday, go 3-1, that's a huge win. That's a huge win because in that stretch of games, and you know what? Even going into our preseason, you say twelve and four every year. Twelve and four, thirteen and three. They're going to finish the season fourteen and two, and that's good. And yeah, Baltimore might have the one up because they're a better team. Sometimes that happens. Some years, fifteen and one, fourteen and two. Some teams get hot like that. That's absolutely fine. But to be fourteen and two, and yeah, you could say they haven't played a good. That's the frustrating part because they really haven't beaten that really, really good team, which I still think it's bullshit because some of the games that they go into, those teams were good. Like the Buffalo Bills were 3 and 0. And now Buffalo Bills are frauds. That, that, so that look, win looks a lot better now, though. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it does. But if you look at the actual schedule, because I just sent yeah. this to GRD a little earlier, and th- their nine wins this year are against pretty shitty teams like Miami twice, the Redskins. Like. Well, I mean, you could spend that argument for the Patriots too. At yeah, the beginning of the yeah, season. I know. I, I get you. And, and and here's the thing: anytime you play the Patriots, you know teams are playing 100. Yeah. They want to beat the Patriots. That's their that Super is Bowl. their Super Bowl. It is true. There's <laughs> not like they're just gonna go in there and just play. Like, yeah, all right, we're yeah, we're just gonna pack it in. Like they're gonna try their hardest to win oh, that yeah. game, no matter what. Just to wrap up thoughts on the Patriots uh, Eagles game. Um, I know Julian, we went all over the place. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Julian Edelman did throw a touchdown that game. It was what the first time ever in Brady's career that. He hadn't thrown a touchdown, and someone or else no, had. Yeah, he hadn't finished yeah. the game as the passing touchdown leader. Yeah, exactly. As a start, yeah, as a starting quarterback, crazy stuff coming out about that. But it was a fun highlight. Do you have any stories about what it was like and seeing a trick play against Philadelphia? I know lots of bad stuff happened to I us in the it. Super Bowl. You uh, didn't, I didn't see it. No. Was that during the the ticket fiasco? Uh, no, I was, uh, it was halftime and I was like using okay. the bathroom because it, it, I think it happened right after halftime. It yeah. had to happen like in the, in the third quarter. And, uh, I was trying to watch it on TV and I was trying to get some beers and then I missed it. I completely missed yeah. it. <laughs> I'll admit, so I'm going to admit it. I'm gonna admit that <laughs> That's so tough. That's tough. I know. Well, yeah. The I highlight know. play it, of the it game. Is, it is tough. Yeah, I know. Cause, uh, I got back to my seat. And then someone told me about it, and I was like, "Are you fucking serious? Like, I just missed it." So that's, that's what happens, man. When you go to games, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, y- it's hard. You gotta schedule it. You gotta get it right. Long line, and then you, you miss things. You miss things that develop. Um, I, I just wanted to mention that because Fitzy talked to Brady on the Monday beforehand. Fitzy does it every Monday, and they talked about the Eagles, and he said about the Super Bowl Fifty Two with the you know the Philly special, and Brady did say. Keep an eye out. We might do something a little bit different. So Brady kind of had a little tell to New England, and they pulled off a play like that. So yeah. uh, I, I thought that was interesting. That came back to that too. It, but uh, screw J eleven. I hated them that night too. Because you know what happened? I'm gonna say it, screw, screw them because I was pissed and I told them how pissed I was. They had the God of they had the uh, not the God of believe because I'm doing that now. They had the pass shirt and they told me to do a giveaway. So I'm on the Septa, which is their T like down there. And I'm taking 25 minutes. This is post game, dude. This is when my account's like, you know, you know, yeah, I got a lot of views yeah. on my account. And I'm taking it, I'm doing it, I post it. 
they messaged me within three minutes. Hey, you got to take it down. Like we, we're not going to be able to ship it out until like mid December. We don't think it's worth it. And I was on the phone with them and I was like chewing them out. I'm like, dude, this is my fucking post game right now. This is when my account's doing nuts. Like blah, blah, blah. Like now you screwed everything up. Now I have to go scramble for something to post. And you know, I, I was pissed about that. I was really pissed about that, but you know what? A win's a win. I was win's a win. Got to meet the mayor of Philly. Dumphy, the guy who has all oh, those yeah, yeah. <laughs> nicest guy in the world. Nicest guy in the world. Love him. I want him. I might go back to Philly to go see the Sixers and Celtics. Uh, I want him to come up to Boston. And I, and I want his stomach everywhere, dude. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. Great guy. We were talking all day on Monday. And you know what? On Monday, went to the sports book, placed a little bet, Kansas City and the Celtics, walked out with $1,000. So my whole trip was already paid for. Already I love worth it. it. Absolutely. Take that every day. And Don't yeah, talk so about that Wednesday, that Wednesday, the Celtics lost the Clippers and I lost nine. I didn't lose $1,900. I lost 400, but I could have won 1,900 for that fucking man. game. Man, so we'll get finish the parlays. But Julian Edelman, once again, perfect pass rating in the regular season. I think it's just below av- or just below perfect in the postseason. Uh, 158 and what is it? Point three. Perfect. Yeah, point three. Um, so the next Patriots game we we got to get into is uh, the following week, following the bye week, Philly, and then Patriots returned home for a, a rainy monster of a game. Fest. Yeah, it was awful. Um, I got to make the trip up to, to Gillette and see the Patriots take on America's former team, the Cowboys. Um, so it was, a, it was an interesting game. I was a buffoon and bought my tickets way before the weather was like report yeah. was out that we knew that it was going to be raining. So I spent way too much money on these tickets, but I got to inv- bring my brother, one, uh, one of my good friends and we got to go watch this game. But what ended up happening was like, it, it was, it was rainy. It wasn't even rainy in Boston the day before it was like sun's out beautiful day. It's like 60 degrees. We go down to Foxborough and it's just, it is dumping Miserable. rain. Dumping rain from the morning we from the second we woke up to the like the moment the game ended it was dumping rain all night windy cold brisk it was only like forty degrees but still that cold wet rain is not fun that was that might be one of the coldest I've ever been because I've been I've been to playoff games at July where it's like 20, 30 degrees yeah. and it's cold but when it's when it's wet and you're cold it's it's tough um, so we had nosebleed tickets but we really like when you first walk into the stadium you can see like. Can you, will you be able to see the, the field from up there? And when we were just looking up, I know mean, you're looking into the lights, you know, but the rain, it's raining sideways. It looks like there's a cloud up there and you just, no way we were going to go up there and try to watch the game from, from there. So we, we go to the lighthouse, you know, like the standing room on the bridge, um, there where the tunnel is that you were talking about earlier, where the players come out. We kind of look down it's still great, great view, but we weren't covered at all. So it's raining, it's windy. We got the wind. We chose that spot too because the wind was at our back we didn't want it to like be squinting and trying to watch the game have it at our back so that way we could watch the game without like worrying about our our vision because that was like our our whole thing behind it and it's just raining wind at our back rain is we we look at our pants like 10 minutes before the game starts and they're all dripping wet we're we're all like wearing jeans or khakis or something and you can see the line where it's just like the entire backside of our pants are wet from like we're rain jackets and ponchos and whatever and it's just wet and you can see like the discoloration from where the rain was and then like the front were dry and there's just this perfect line from the back to the front um of where we were wet and like you could feel the water dripping down your legs inside your pants it was cold um you know what was dry that game though what was dry that game amari cooper stat line it was stefan gilmore locked him up 
That was fun. Um, we didn't even know that Amari Cooper didn't have any catches. It came down to that that last one on fourth down. Very crucial that the ball barely touched the ground and uh, Cooper didn't survive the ground. But thank God he needed, and that could have changed the game. Um, only one total, t- only one touchdown total that game from from the rookie. Nikhil Harry. Um, what a catch it was. That was a good catch. He had great two catch. bad drops after that. He had yeah. two very bad drops after that. After, yeah, yeah after Matthew Slater blocked a punt to set up the, the only touchdown of the day. But, yeah, Nikhil Harry gets his first touchdown as a Patriot. Uh, back shoulder in the end zone. Who is that? I think Brady's – I think that was number 75 for receivers he's thrown a touchdown to in his career. 75 different dudes have caught a touchdown from Tom Brady. It's insane. That it's number unbelievable. Could, that number could be higher if you count all the pick sixes he's thrown. <laughs> Starts from Terry Glenn and yeah, goes to yeah, Nikhil Harry. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but very fun game nonetheless. Uh, very wet, very cold. Definitely worth it. Getting out to, to see, you know, like the passing of the torch uh, for America's team. It was fun. And uh, I'll just say a shout out to, I believe it was Marcus Cannon, because he was sick that game already. Yeah. And they were talking about him barely being able to put on his jersey and putting on his pads. He still went out there and played the whole game. And that whole game carried over to the next week in terms mm-hmm. of sickness you can definitely tell uh in that houston game yeah that's but uh, you know anybody that went out to the game is a warrior i stayed at six string and i stayed nice and dry because <laughs> there's no way i was going to do that dry because it's been two straight weeks from the cleveland game that they played to that that's dallas game where yeah. they just had a completely rain out game and you're right that was probably one of the worst weather games out there because I went to the like you know the the Baltimore divisional game and it was like zero degrees outside. Yeah. Hell, even last year's Chargers game, I'd rather be cold. That was cold. Can, I was at that game. Yeah. That was cold. You can bundle up though, and you can exactly. put on so many layers. Whereas this, you're getting soaked. And as soon no as you're layer, wet, you're done. You're done. You're, you're done. You're, you're cooked. <laughs> and I did that for the Cleveland game. And the Cleveland game though wasn't as bad because it was warmer out. But still, you're just standing there and you're sopping wet. And then you go inside and you're trying to warm up and you're just it, it doesn't matter. You take all your clothes off. Um, so I wasn't going to go into that game. I give you all the credit for going in there. I mean, you're coming up and it's like, uh, it's my only chance to get in there for the year. Yeah, why not? And, uh, it was, it was a win's a win. It was just a win. Like that's it. Got it. Got out. That's it. Came down to the very last second on what that Brady throwaway on fourth down that tried to kill five seconds. That was, should have been the end of the game, but that was dumb. Um, but nonetheless, very fun. And one thing that same week in the NFL, I'm pretty sure was the game. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was all over Twitter about a guy in Chicago bringing a pumpkin pie and whipped cream into Soldier Field. I saw that, yeah, on Barstool. I, security, they were pushing us through the like security so quick to get people like out of the rain. You could have brought four or five pumpkin pies in the Gillette last, uh, not last, yeah, last week. Patriots' last home game. They totally, anyone could have brought anything into that stadium because um, it was raining. So bring your pumpkin pies. Yeah, bring your uh, yeah, Kansas City coming in the Gillette. Yeah, um, and a lot of people are really scared of this game because Patrick Mahomes, MV, uh, former MVP candidate, and all this stuff. And the reason why I'm not scared is because their defense is dog shit. I've actually never seen a worse de- like this is a really really bad defense. <laughs> I thought when Tyron Matthew came over from Houston, yeah, that's, that's City, supposed to be a good thing. He's I thought good. it was a good thing. I thought he's ring chasing. This is like yeah. crazy AFC shakeup. Like he's gonna change that whole defense from the back end, and he's been very average. He's been very, very average and not have been a leader on that team. And he's definitely fallen off since he left They have no direction. Arizona. They have no dominant leader on that defense, and it's showing. As soon as Justin Houston left, it's like they have no identity. Yeah. 
And it's, it's really showing, and it's, it's hurting them in the long run. It's going to hurt them definitely when they come to Gillette. I mean, just, just this week, though, it's going to be interesting because they've already lost to two mobile quarterbacks this year, Lamar Jackson, and they lost to Deshaun Watson last week. So, you know, Pat Mahomes, you got to give him some credit because he's kept them in the games the last two years in a row. Um, and I think, you know what, though, here's the thing, is that last year's defense, obviously this year's defense is way better. I mean, they have pretty much the same pieces. Last year's defense held Kansas City to, I believe, nine points in the first half when they played them in week six or whatever, and they held yeah. them to, like, whatever points, like, in the in, under 10 points in uh, AFC title game. I think it was zero. Was it zero? Zero. Maybe it was zero. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they held them to zero in the AFC title game. So the first halves of both of those games last year, they played phenomenal. They have to stick like that all four quarters this week. But you know what? They're coming off a loss, and they barely – I know you can say, well, they barely lose back-to-back. Well, last year they did it twice. They yeah. lost back-to-backs last year. But they're at home. This is the perfect setup to go, come off of a loss, take a bunch of uh, emergency this week. You know, I got my emergency mm-hmm. as well, too, right here. You got to have that out. You can stock up and, and, and beat Kansas City. And this is a beatable Kansas City team. They're not the same team yeah. as last year. Like you said, defense should be beatable. Brady played well last week, too, against Houston. So this is the game that they should be going out there. I would love to see Nikhil Harry have a, break, a true breakout game. And finally, it's good weather. I was just looking up the schedule, and they haven't had a good weather home game since week six, and that was the hey, Thursday night game. It's an advantage. They played against, uh, they played against uh, the Giants. And you know what? It feels like they've been on the road most of the season already. Um, they haven't had, like, just look at this. I mean, they, they played the like, – they have three out of the next four games are at home. Yeah. They've been on the road. It's, we got a lot they've of the divisional seven, games. They had the seven way, road really. games so far. Like, it's just they've been on the road nonstop. So yeah. it's, this is the perfect time to get a huge win against Kansas City. I'm saying at least a 10-point win against Kansas City. I don't care if it's 20, 24 to 14 or 34 to 24, whatever it is. Good win because you're going to go to the Bengals. You're going to beat the Bengals, easily beat those Bengals. And then you're going to come back home for two more games against the Bills, too. That Bills game will be to pretty much secure the AFC um, East uh, division. Yeah. And yeah, that game's going to be very, very important. It's very, very good that we have home field, especially when the, the Bills are clicking on all cylinders. I think this game coming up next week is going to be, honestly, it probably will be the point in the season where you either know, like, yeah, we should be worried about this Patriots team, or no, I'll, I'll, every, everything's going to be fine again. You can't, because, though, because last well, year. you gotta, last you got to look at Last the year, they, they laid an egg in Pittsburgh. They looked terrible last year in yeah. Pittsburgh. They looked terrible, and people said the same point. That was the game that you could tell whether they're going to be something or not. I mean, I will say this. Two years ago, I was in Pittsburgh for that win, the Jesse James catch, whether you can get a touchdown yeah. or not. And I said, and that was actually my first video that was like the big video that I did. And I said, that was the AFC title game because you knew you were going home and you were going to win two games in a row. Right. And you knew that every year they always had the last two games at home. And you knew you were going to go home and you knew you are going to be, you know, we're going to, it's the home goes through Fox, bro. And absolutely. If only San Fran could have won that game against Baltimore. And I will say this. They were close. Lamar Jackson took some big hits last week. How long is that going to last that he's a running back for that team? Because mm-hmm. if you make him throw, if you make him throw, he's going to make mistakes. The thing and- is, though, that whole offense is based around him not sliding. And that's the advantage they have over against other mobile quarterbacks. Because no matter what you saw, whether it was Colin Kaepernick, or even sometimes Michael Vick, he would go in with slide mode right before he gets hit. Lamar doesn't do that. He takes hits and keeps going or tries to make a juke move and keep going. And that's where he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt sooner or later. And it might work this season. It might work next season, but it's not going to last. It's not the sustainable. Time. It's a, I mean, you, it's a running back, right? 
That's what he is. He's a running back. And running back lives, their shelf life is like three years. Yeah, average three, three, I was years, say three to four years. Like, years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're playing in the Bills, dude. Big game. This is a huge game in Buffalo. You talk about big games. That Patriots game was such a huge game. You could feel it in the air. It was a yeah. playoff game. And that was the beginning of the season. Yeah. That was week four. Imagine this game this weekend in Buffalo, one o'clock. Those fans are going to be loud. When I was at that game week four in Buffalo, we st- and I loved it. I love it. We stood the entire time. Those fans were on their feet for the entire game. And this is a great test for Lamar Jackson to go. I still think Buffalo's frauds. This is a great t- test for Lamar Jackson to go into an environment like that and see if he can pull it up. Because I still think he'll poop his pants. And I think that he'll <laughs> do that in the playoffs as well, too. And yeah. if we can – and what a great Sunday will this be. If the, if the Bills can beat yeah. – the Bills beat the Ravens. Then you beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And then me and Dito are chilling post game with the players, and we got our little passes and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, boom, you control the destiny. You control yeah. the one seed, and that's what the Patriots need. Yeah, but going back to this Sunday, though, against Kansas City, this is a huge matchup <laughs> game. Yeah. I think it's a real reason why it's a matchup game is because what? Never mind. All right, matchup game. I think it's a matchup game because you have Tyree Kill and Miko Hardman, and they're both probably the fastest receivers in the league, top five at least for both. We don't have that much speed in the secondary. Jason McCourty's slow and hurt. Devin <laughs> McCourty can't keep up with Tyreek Hill. You saw it last year when he gave two touchdowns on those long routes. John, the big, the big piece for this week, Jonathan Jones. I want to have him on Miko Harmon or Tyreek Hill or both, depending on the sub package. I want coverage safety over the top of McCourty. And I want, oh, uh, that's the tough part, though, because you have to account for both of them. They're on the field both at the same time. And Sammy Watkins is still a threat, too. This is a very multifaceted offense. It's going to be interesting to see what Stephen Belichick and Gerard Mayo put together for a game plan. Mm-hmm. Was so, Jason, Jason McCourty out the last two weeks? I feel like he's been out. No, he was out last week. Last, last week, week, not the week yeah. before. Yeah. Um, but my thing on this game is, you, my argument for it is you've got to look at the teams the Patriots have beaten, but you also got to look at the ones we've lost to. We've, I'm not sure one. We, the NFC East team, we've beaten their division leader. That's probably the only one we have beaten. Because if you look at the Baltimore, they're probably going to walk away with their division. You look at the the Texans, I think they're going to walk away with their division. It's going to be close. There's I'm rooting for Tennessee, dude. Yeah, theirs is a lot Tennessee closer has them. them into shape. Theirs is uh, a lot closer than Baltimore's. But um, you got to look at the Chiefs. They're definitely favored to win that division. And this is really going to be the first test that they're going to face against an AFC opponent that they will probably see in, in the postseason. And they got to prove that they're able to beat at least one of these teams. You can't go out losing to both to, to Baltimore. To, yeah, you can't pull to the Dallas Houston. Cowboys yeah. and lose to all these, exactly. all these teams like over 500. You're, like, you're looking at all these memes about the Cowboys not beating these teams. You got to like nervously like look at our schedule and say, huh. I will say this. I mean, if the season ended today and uh, it would end up being, I believe, Buffalo versus Kansas City in the wild card game. And the other game would be the Houston Texans versus like the Steelers or the Titans or whoever, whoever the other wild card is. And Houston wins and Kansas City wins. You have a better shot of Kansas City going into Baltimore with the upset than you do like a Houston or something like that. So the Pats, like again, and that we said that last year about Kansas City because Kansas City could have lost that that one seed game. But um, I also look at Lamar Jackson too. If he has that bye week, it's not going to help him. I feel like it's not going to help that team at all having that extra week off when they're when they're hot. But um, re- real quick, we should talk about Houston. Just yeah. Houston was an awesome time. Uh, like uh, people don't understand my schedule because I work for a living. Like I actually have a job <laughs> and. 
my schedule from last week to right now has been absolutely bananas. It just, I worked, I worked 16 hours straight. Then it was Thanksgiving and I slept for three hours, did Thanksgiving, slept for three hours, packed my bag, went to work for eight hours, got out, slept for three hours, went back into work for 16 hours, got out, hopped on a plane, flew down to Dallas, drove four hours down to Houston, finally took a shower after 24 hours of traveling, went right out because we had to go out to the Patriots party. Awesome. This one woman, uh, uh, Adrian, she met me. Awesome. She started crying. She's like, it's like she saw John Lennon <laughs> in, in 1964 and I'm the, from the Beatles. Like she was crying. It's crazy doing the Instagram shit and meeting all these people down in Texas. And they love everything that I, that I do, man. They love what we do, dude. They love ride the wave, man. Like it's, it's, we have fans out there. It's absolutely bananas to see that. So, um, it was great. The people were great. The tailgates great next year is going to be interesting. Why I'm rooting for Tennessee personally is because the winner of the AFC South is going to be the road game for the Patriots next year. So it's either going to be in Houston or it's either going to be in Tennessee. So uh, I want I want Nashville because Nashville is a fun ass fucking time, and that'll be a great road trip. Um, and yes, it does suck. We had seats. We had seats in the five hundreds. I brought my. Boogeymen are done, by the way. The, the boogeymen are done. I went to I Love Boston Sports. I, I brought that banner twice now. The boogeyman banner, they lost both times on the on the road. Every I, I left the banner there. I, I was like, I left it. I was like, I'm done with this. The, I'm done with the boogeymen. I'm done with that whole shit. They're good. They're a good defense, yes. I'm done with the nickname now. Just go fuck out there and play. That's it. Just go play and go get the job done. That's what it is. Well, they lost Call yourself the boogeyman like afterwards. Points. They lost well, that title with 37 points up. Well, every great defense, you're... I think it's you're allowed I, one bad game, but I don't care. That was the I'm, bad done with, game. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with them because you know what? You're gonna get me. Ooh, the boogeyman. Ooh, the boogeyman. I'm done with the two. I, I know. We'll say. We'll talk about it afterwards. The they uh, the game. It, they what hurt them the most was at the start with with uh, Brady and the pick, and that pick yeah. ended up leading into a touchdown right off the bat, and that. Uh, a lot of mis miscues by some of the routes. This is why, again, you're, you're watching things develop up there and certain certain plays. I can't name shit off the top of my head. Certain things didn't go their way. Then towards the end of the game, they weren't playing with any sense of urgency. And they still could have won that game. They just weren't uh, yeah. going down if there. You watch, if you watch the last two minutes of the game, it's it's like both teams are like, yeah, this the, the game's final score has already been set, but yes, let's just exactly. run the clock out. Yeah, and Defense like they and offense. They weren't trying, and, mm. and it kind of sucks to say that they weren't trying. Yet Bolden is a tip away from yeah. getting the ball back and them having a shot at winning. So you can't – and it's funny because we could say that this way and say that they had no sense of urgency and they weren't trying, yet they still could have won that game if they tried. Okay. If they really did try, they could have won that game and pulled it out. Yeah, a lot of times in these football games, you look at the the last few plays as like the, the deciding factors, but you have, you got 45 other minutes leading up to this, to this moment and these moments right here. But you look at the end of that game and what? I wasn't letting myself like have any hope at the end. Like it's like, yeah, Patriots can come back. I've I've seen crazier things happen before. Yep. I think whoever was calling that game said the exact same thing. But you you're down two you're down two possessions, and you you get you get in the what you get the ball back under under a minute and a half to play. You go Brady goes two for two and a thirty yard completion and a twenty yard completion to to get a touchdown. I'm like, huh, this could still happen. But like. Uh, who? But that Jake, that right missed there the onside shows, kick a few plays before. That right there just shows like Brady still has it. It's not like he's washed yeah. up. People calling him washed up are idiots. Peyton Manning was washed up in his last season because yeah. he was literally throwing <laughs> balls that were going like this, like noodle oh, arm. McGee. He literally had the noodle arm. Brady doesn't have that. Brady, yeah, Brady might be 
Over this team's, this team's comparable to that uh, 2016 Broncos team. The great defense and yeah. a quarterback that's not performing at his top, top Brady level. Brady never got benched this season. Like, man, no. he got yeah. benched that season because he <laughs> fucking sucked. And he got benched for Brock Osweiler, which Brock Osweiler beat the Patriots that year. Yeah. Pretty sure that happened in that road game. Yeah. Listen. No game. Uh, Forbath missed a fucking – was an extra point. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. He's gone immediately. He's we don't even got to worry about that guy. Jake Bailey, I've been waiting for this. Jake Bailey is going to I think it's happening kick. this week. It's going to happen this week. I, I I called it. I went out there and I said that this was going to happen because Jake Bailey is a kicker and a punter, and they were waiting. They're not going to waste him all season long and be like, all right, like right, let's have you do this week four because of the injuries. Now it's finally time. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to get any more kickers. Let's just stick with Bailey. I think personally, don't go for 45 yards. Don't go for 40 yards. Just go for it. Trust your defense, and that's what they're going to have to do. Uh, but trust me, I, this this will be a good edit. This will be a good edit. I like Jake Bailey a lot. I think that this is finally Jake Bailey's time, and th- this is probably the reason why Belichick drafted him. And he's going to kick the game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl. He's wow, game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl. And start a, start a new legacy like like Vinatieri. My <laughs> thing. Let's do some simple addition here. Join me, join me. We've all been to elementary school. We know how to do simple addition. So the most NFL teams, they have A, a kicker, B, a punter. You know what's fun when they're the same person? There's only one. And that extra one, that's an extra roster spot for wide receiver help. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you never, they, no, no, it's not happening. <laughs> not happening. Something's happening. I would, but, I would describe Des Bryant gets the call. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Belichick loves his special teams. Belichick loves doing different things in the game. Belichick is a master of the 100 years of the NFL. He knows every little nook and cranny. He might pull a play from 1946 out this week. We don't know. <laughs> like, it's serious. And I'm sure back in the way day, because I actually remember I took, I took a class in college about it and um, reading about the history. You know, back in the day, they used to just punt on third down. It was a game of inches in terms of field position. That's how it used to be played. Before the forward pass, it was just the run game, and you just punt the ball back and forth. And I bet it kind of makes Belichick smile a little bit deep down and be like, man, imagine this guy can punt and kick for us, and it works both ways. We just reinvented the special teams game. Because now you're going to start seeing more punters and kickers out there and only using one roster spot. Yeah, it's already started with running backs and quarterbacks. Why not move to kickers and punters? (laughs) Kickers and punters that can do both. Yeah, You know what I mean? And and you saw this year that he – Drafted Bailey and Bailey's a right righty righty kicker, a righty punter. I mean, he usually goes for lefties. So it's like, oh, why is he doing that? Because it's a kicker. Says Dominic, he wants a righty kicker. So uh, we'll see. I think this would be a great game for Bailey. Like this would be an awesome game. Like hits three field goals, like two extra points. Has a nice perfect. Is he game. still leading the Pro Bowl votes for punters? Has to be. Has, Has to, to be. be. Has to. Who be. else? But guess what? He's not playing in the Pro Bowl because they're going to be playing in the yeah. Super Bowl this year. You're right. But I will say this: All anything in topic, they took a All loss. Pro. Spike King took a W because he got tagged on Antonio Brown's Instagram. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I, that's a shout-out to Rune Dog because Rune Dog, I'm the two-minute drill, and I know Kyle Baxter helps out with them as well too, that Antonio Brown reached out to him a week ago and wanted that Christmas video. And he says, hey, can I have that? I want to post it. We sent it to him. Well, Rune Dog did. And he wrote back, he's like, awesome, thank you. And we just said, hey, make sure to give us a shout-out, even though we sold the video, not our credit, whatever. So... um, I knew, and then I and then I did the Antonio Brown. Remember, I interviewed I interviewed you, Brendan, and everything, and we did that at the uh, six string. And I sent it to him, and he saw that. And me deep down doing that, 
I did that on purpose to show that he's like, okay, this kid fucks with me. Okay, this kid actually did what he said he was going to do, even if he doesn't post it. I'm going to make mm-hmm. – this is my make-believe world, okay? You're living in it right now. Hypotheticals. So all hypotheticals. They're all true in my mind. So he ends up po- – he ended up saving that video, that Christmas video, on purpose. I actually liked – that they lost that game because I do want the media outcry and I do want all these people to come out and shit on them. You need that. You need the talk and the jabs so you can be like, oh, you want to fucking do this? Okay, we're going to win this game. Exactly. You want that. So Antonio Brown was sitting on that video and posted it. Rune Dog calls me. He posted the video but didn't tag us. I was like, well, dude, we we took the video from Twitter. Who cares? So I messaged him (laughs) with a two-minute drill. And I said, don't forget, at the Spike King. And I sent him, resent him the interview video. And then he said back, Yes, sir. Family, I got, I got you, family. And they tagged me on the Christmas video, which I was like, why? I didn't make it made no sense. I don't care. I gained a thousand followers. I had a hundred thousand profile views this week. I was awesome. Jeez. I was excited. And guess what? All these players, even Dietrich Weiss, was like, dude, do you know Antonio Brown? Because I see you. I see you got tagged on his video. See, these players see it too. So <laughs> the Spike King always keeping himself out there in different ways. It was a Christmas miracle, and it's not even Christmas yet. It was awesome. So that got me hyped up after the game. I was like, fuck the game, dude. I was tagged on Antonio Brown's fucking hey, You got to start making a list of players. That you, got in your, you got Tom Brady in your DMs. You got Antonio Brown in your DMs. That's personal stuff. I Very know. It's cool. awesome. It's, it's, it's silly. It's silly, yeah. but it's funny. But, uh, <laughs> Fun now, stuff. And uh, shout out to In-N-Out. In-N-Out Burger, dude. And you, you know all about that, Brendan, right? In-N-Out. Is the real deal? I've never so I've got, I've got these life rules. We'll get late. I won't, I won't spill all the beans on some of the rules I, I re, my life revolves around, but I think it's rule number five. If you live in a state with In-N-Out, In-N-Out is not as good. Don't get me wrong. First time I had In-N-Out, great experience. Delicious. I was out in California, but I go to school in Arizona now, and we've got an In-N-Out like 10 minutes up the road. And when you have the opportunity to have In-N-Out whenever you want, it's not as special. It loses its flair. It loses the, the energy, the excitement. Even a little bit of the flavor. <laughs> I will say, I ate In-N-Out twice. I had three burgers. They were delicious. The fries, not a fan of the fries. Nothing special about them. I had Whataburger because Mikey wanted me to get Whataburger, and it absolutely <laughs> sucked. It's inconsistent. <laughs> I had Whataburger when I first went to Texas uh, a couple of years ago with T-Guns. Um, by the way, Texas is a great great state. Oh, I just okay. love, I love, I love it. I love. I don't care if I had to drive four hours back, back and forth to Houston, Dallas. It's, it's, it's a straight shot. You go to Bucky's on the way there. Something to look forward to. Bucky's is an awesome, like little con- big ass convenience Walmart <laughs> store. Um, in and out, it's amazing. The fries aren't that good, but I feel in a couple years, In and Out's gonna start expanding up north, and it's not gonna be the same. And like you said, it loses its luster. Yeah. And like you said, you, I like to travel because I like to eat. You know, and I like to eat all this junk food and shit like that, obviously. But uh, so do I. I do that yeah. all, uh, all the baseball y- y- parks. Y- y- yeah, exactly. And you, like you said, it's so true. Like Fenway Franks, like it's like I, oh, I get yeah. sick of the, I get sick of, you know, I get sick of the food you gotta, up here. You gotta you try it all the time. Food. Yeah, exactly. But it's fun to travel. Get on the road. Get some, uh, get some local eats. I might so- go to Cincinnati, and here's my thing. So Cincinnati coming up next week. I have to get one more day off of work. I got hit up by this guy. He's like, hey, I want to give you uh, – do you want to go to the game? I was like, I, I don't know. He goes, I have a ticket for you. Row one in the corner of the end zone for the spike wow. kick. No problem. He's like, my girlfriend can't go. Needs someone to go with. I look up this guy's Instagram. This guy's flying on private planes to fucking Abu Dhabi. <laughs> He's going to Kansas City sitting row one for the AFC title game. This guy this guy follows the spike king. I, I need to go to the game. 
game with him. The big thing in Cincinnati, I don't know if any of you have ever been, probably not, is chili. They have chili. Chili on spaghetti. Like, that's their big thing over on there. On spaghetti? Yeah. So they have, like, like they actually have this, this, this famous place in Cincinnati. I got to go find it. And it's just, like, chili dogs. And they take a plate of spaghetti and they put chili on top of it. It just it's supposed to be their famous thing. So I want to try that. That's that's one of my things. That's why I love traveling around. Like you we try all these different ballpark foods. You try these different places that are notorious for something. Uh like I had Chicago deep dish pizza, wasn't a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. It's overrated. Yeah. Stafford, what do you think about deep dish? I'm not a big deep dish guy. Yeah, see it. Deep dish suck. I don't like deep dish either, but I don't, I'm not really Soup. a big like thin crust either. I like just a normal like normal just pizza. pizza. Like, yeah, you can get plenty of good I'm pizza a, around guy. here in New England. Like, oh, it's... plenty. I just want a good yeah. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move into some NFL picks. I don't think we're gonna have a lot of time to explain them, so we're not gonna not gonna dive in deep to uh, to why we're picking. Just we're just gonna bang them out real quick. All right. We'll do drop it. Quick. Fire. Uh, tonight we got the Cowboys and the Bears. Who you guys got tonight? Stafford, you can go with first with all your picks. Dallas. I'm, ta- I'm taking the Bears tonight. You take a money line. The Bears are the real deal. Two straight wins. Dallas are frauds. I'm taking the Cowboys, too. First real, first real W they get against a 500 team. Um, moving into Sunday's action, we got the Colts and the Buccaneers. Uh, Colts, they have to rebound off of that, uh, after that loss. They have to stay in that division and the uh, wild card. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Colts, too. The Buccaneers are just not a good football team. I'm going with the Buccaneers here simply because I don't I don't want to I don't want to sweep you guys. But um, Bucks are have, favored in that game minus three, which is yeah, the, really? the, the, the Bucks are all right. Take the Colts. They're, they're not playing the playoffs. I believe my guy Jacoby. Right. I believe. <laughs> all right, moving into some AFC East action. We got the Dolphins taking on the Jets, in New Jersey. No one cares, dude. <laughs> Miami. It's a big divisional game, man. Miami's coming off that big win against the Eagles. Take Miami. Uh. I'm going to say Sam Darnold backs, uh, bounces back. I'm going with the Jets. Okay. I'm going with the Dolphins, I think, basically for the same reason as, as right. Babs. The Dolphins are the first team ever to incorrectly tank. They're literally yeah. the first team all they were, like, the favorite to for not the be able one. to tank. Right? Well, well, well we don't crazy. know what Tua's situation is. I know. Once so. they saw Tua go down, they're like, what about Joe Burrow? winning games. Joe Burrow? Next Joe, year. Burrow? Joe Burrow. He's good. Uh, yeah, moving in to... Or Sunday night or Sunday games. We got the 49ers taking on the Saints in a 10 and 2 matchup in the Superdome. That's I'm going with the team. Saints. Mm. I'm going with the Saints. I think the Niners keep reeling. I think that the Saints keep on thriving. Who else did the Niners lose to? Baltimore and well, okay, Seattle. Baltimore, Seattle. Okay. Yeah, oh. Seattle. Like Which are that. two playoff teams, two big yeah. playoff contenders right there. Now, if you imagine yeah, losing no, to the Yeah, no, if the Niners lose this game, Seattle could leapfrog them and take yeah. that uh, that buy from them. Yeah. So, well, I'm gonna. Wow, that's tough. I'll, I'll take the Saints just because they're at home. Like it's just, mm-hmm. and I don't believe in the Saints. Remember, I'm off their I'm off their dick now. I don't yeah. believe in them anymore. But I, I'll take them in this game because because I I think it's interesting to lose to the Ravens, to lose the Seahawks, and the yeah. Saints all in the same season. That's pretty telling for the 49ers. Um. Yeah, I'm going with the 49ers here. I think I think they are legit. I've I've watched a, f- a handful of their games. There, they look very very good uh, to the eye test. Moving into another game, we got the Lions taking on the Vikings. Vikings are still perfect at home. Uh, Vikings are favored 12 and a half points. I think that's wow. way too much. <laughs> well, that's way too much. 12 and a half. That's oh what it says. God. That's too much. I'll take the I'll take the Vikings just to win. That's it. Yeah. I'm taking the Vikings to win too, but not that not the cover. Oh my yeah. god. 12 yeah. and a half. 
I'm I'll looking at some of these bets. I think I might no, do this. Some tasty. What? You should. I think, yeah. I think the Vikings cover that spread. I think they do. <laughs> the the Lions are on like their number three quarterback. I think right now. You get a half a point if they do that. That would be the tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> they cover. Um, few more. Man, there's a lot of morning games this week. Uh, we got the Broncos taking on the Texans. No more buys. That's why. No more buys. Yeah. yeah. Texans. I'm taking the Texans as well, but to give credit, Drew Locke did look pretty good. Drew Locke looks pretty game. good. He looks pretty good. I think John. I think that might be the first good quarterback John Elway's drafted. He just jinxed him. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're probably honestly, you're probably right. Um, hell, why not? I've been on the Broncos a lot this season. Why not give them their their fifth win of the season in in Houston? No one expects it to happen, but I think it will. Moving on, we got the Redskins taking on the Packers. Packers, yeah. Packers, yeah. easy. Packers, I mean, easy. That's not, a, that's not a tough one at all. But Dwayne Haskins, he's in trouble. He can't lead at all. You see that video came out? Oh, the selfie. offensive yeah. line? That was bad. That that was, was he, not, told, he told the leader of the offensive look. line to shut up while he was saying, what can I do to make you do your job better? <laughs> and then he literally does not do his job. Literally. It, it's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. They're in trouble. Uh, we got a fun AFC North battle between the Bengals and the Browns. Bengals win their second straight win. Second wow. straight win in a row. The bit, the Browns. I don't trust the Browns. I don't trust them at all. Bengals coming off a big solid win against the Jets. Keep them so going Andy on. Andy Dalton's back, baby. Andy yeah, Dalton, the baby. Red Rifle's back. No, but I would be actually be inclined to agree with you, Babs. But the emergence of Kareem Hunt in that offense has got him a little yeah. bit more, a little bit more spread oh, out, a little bit more, more favorable matchup. So I'm going with Cleveland. I'm also taking the Browns. I think they're just. The much more talented team. It's not even close. Next, we got the Ravens taking on the Bills and probably one of the best games of the week. Actually, this is this is the most uh, the most, most rushing yards between quarterbacks in NFL history uh, over oh, the first, yeah. like two seasons, something like that. It's like historic, kind of, which is weird to think about. Going to be a very important game for the for the Patriots. Patriots Take the will Bills. Block this one. Ooh. Taking the Bills. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Baltimore because I just don't think that their uh, their defensive line is going to be able to keep up with the I, I, Baltimore I, offensive line. I think. I think the Bills win by 10 points because this crowd is going to be rocking. This crowd's excited. They're electric. They're coming off a huge, huge win in Dallas on Thanksgiving. So you know this. They've had extra days of rest. You know that they've been excited for this. The fans are going to be in it, and Lamar Jackson's not going to be able to um, to keep up with it. They're going to make Cole him throw. Cole Beasley's the next factor in that game. Baltimore yeah. has no one to cover Cole Beasley. Yeah, I think I think the Bills are going to win that game. I honest, I, I do. I think I think at the end of the day, the Patriots are going to be – Back in first place, but Baltimore's only going to be one game behind them in the division, which is crazy to think about. Patriots not even winning their division this year. Um, next, we got the Panthers taking on the Falcons. Is Kyle uh, Allen real? Is he good? I don't really – like, he was good for a couple yeah. of weeks, but then they got tape on him and it started to slow down a little bit. So, I don't know. They're going to keep him around at least when Cam's gone. Oh, totally. um, but they're, gonna, they're probably going to draft somebody unless Will Greer really shows out in the offseason. Um, but Panthers lose this one. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, Falcons are going to take this one with uh, the Riverboat Ron just got fired this past week. I think that's uh, I think that was a bad decision to do it during the midseason like that. They should have waited out the entire season, then let him go. Yeah. I think some of the players that have been around him are not a big fan of that, and that's going to uh, hurt the morale of the team going forward. I mean, they're not he they're was, done. Their season's done. But he was loved in that city. Like he brought yeah. that team. I mean, granted, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but he got them there almost on an undefeated 
season. Yeah, exactly. I just think that ruins the team chemistry in general for some of these guys like Cam Newton yeah. and Greg Olson and, and uh, what's his face, uh, Luke Kuechly. It's a yeah. new regime coming. I wouldn't be surprised if Luke Kuechly does get traded in the offseason, and I think yeah. Greg Olson's going to retire. Yeah, I, yeah I, I think, and Cam Newton's going to be out of there. So yeah, I, that's I, you're, you're right. Olsen, they Olsen's in the that same boat as Gronk. Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons here, the most inconsistent or consistently inconsistent team in NFL history. I have no They're reason the why I'm picking them. the Red Sox of the uh, NFL. Yeah. Um, let's see. Moving into the afternoon afternoon games. Yeah, Chargers at the Jaguars. I'm taking Minshew Mania. It's back. He's back. Yeah. It's back. <laughs> I am taking Minshew Mania. He has dethroned Big Dick Nick, and he is coming to <laughs> annihilate Phillip Rivers, who will be benched during the game. Ooh, I like mm. that. I like that. I'll, I'm mm. going to take Jaguars as well, too. Again, it's just two, four, and eight teams, so the game doesn't even matter. Uh, but Minshew coming back, a little chip on the shoulder to reprove himself to everybody. I'm taking the Chargers here, but I got I, honestly, my reasoning is because this is a – playoff team from last year with a lot of the same roster and they have won four games this year they got it they're they're due for one uh next up we got the titans at the raiders so brendan come on babs this pick's on, gonna babs. shock you i am taking the tennessee titans wow for the first am, time in boston's wow. big three history babs did not take the, the oakland raiders. raiders to win a game i am officially off the raiders train this season i'm to telling lose, to lose Back-to-back games, blown out back-to-back games, by the way, against the Jets and then Kansas City. That's it. Their season's done. Their season's over. Pack it up. Hey, I believe in them next year. I'll pick them next year for the AFC title game. Their time will come in the next 10 years, but their time will come. I'm done with them. I'm picking Tennessee. Tennessee's uh, picking it up right now. Tannehill keeps rolling, and I get a lot of credit to Mike Vrabel. I said it the last time I was on the show. He's really designed that system to fit Tannehill's strengths, and I've really seen a lot of improvement in his game. Taking the Titans? Taking the Titans. 12 Man. touchdowns and four interceptions for Tannehill this season. That's just Eight a, games. That's just a change of quarterback. That happens the first time when you, you bring in a, a new quarterback. Like, Tannehill's, he's a good quarterback. He was good in Miami. Um, but, Babs, you may have gone off the train. I'm still on it. You got me on it. I'm still on it. The Raiders are good. They're going to be one game over 500 by this time next week. They're going to be seven and six. Oakland's only lost one one home game this year. Like those Oakland fans are showing out, and they're making a difference at that stadium. They've lost one home game. I think it was to the Chiefs at the beginning of the season. Yeah, this is like their one last ride. They're going to show on the wagon. The Raiders are back. My surfboard's in the shed right now. I ain't riding that wave anymore. Um, next up, we got the Chiefs coming to Foxborough, taking on the Patriots. Patriots, and this has got to be, I mean, I, I think what the line is right now, it's only three, but I think this is the big statement game. The Patriots need it. But saying mm. it every week, the Patriots need yeah. a big statement game. This is this has to be coming off a loss. Has to be. Um, and hopefully everyone's, uh, the sickness is gone, and we'll see what ends up happening, though. Patriots, New England man. Patriots by 10. Nikhil Harry, two touchdowns. Whoa. Hopefully. Double his career high. <laughs> easy, that's easy math for me. So those, those are the cover numbers I know. I would love to see a defensive back from the Chiefs cover Nikhil Harry one-on-one down the yeah. field. Love to see I'm, it. Uh, I'm excited. I'm happy you guys take Pats every week because I, I already wrote it down. If you didn't take the Pats, I would change your vote anyway. Uh, next up, we got the Steelers and the Cardinals. In a, what? How long ago did they play in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl rematch. 2009? 2009, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. 
Uh, their defense is dead last in yards, so that's not really helpful. But they're playing their fourth string quarterback, who did play well. <laughs> Granted, he did play well. They're playing What's his name? Duck. I think his name's Duck. Yeah, that's Duck. It's yeah, pretty cool. Duck. I don't know his last Duck, whatever his last name is. I, it doesn't he matter. Well, in the last couple of games, Duck. So that's some one. credit. Um, but I'm going with Kyler Murray. He's actually shown me a lot more than I thought he had in his bag. Yeah. They're asking him to throw 40, 50 passes a game, and he's doing it, and he's doing it pretty well too. Uh, I was drafted. First overall, it's like the Lamar Jackson era. Everyone sees like what a mobile quarterback can do. And take him. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Steelers in this game, but they just squeak out with a victory, like a two point win, something um, like that. I gotta give credit to Tom when we we shot on him earlier this year and said that he should go, and he kind of is saving his job right now. Which the fans of Pittsburgh want him gone. Like most of oh. them want him. They want a new regime. They want something different there. But he's literally at least saving his job. Not only for Pittsburgh, but saving his job to go somewhere else either. Like so he'll get picked up right he'll, away. So. If he if he left Pittsburgh, he'd get a head coaching job somewhere. A hundred percent. Yeah, just like Riverboat Ron, he's gonna get picked up somewhere really exactly. quick. Exactly. It's a it's but, different. But, though. I think but, I think oh, I don't know. Mike no, Tom, I'm not sold on being a great coach. I'm really still not sold on. He inherited. I don't think he's a good coach. I just think he's just say his ass mm-hmm. got saved this season. That's yeah. It. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with the Steelers here in a in a close game, but Steelers maintain their hold on the the AFC North. Moving into the Sunday night football game, we got the Seahawks and the Rams. Seahawks been a great road team this year. Yeah. Seahawks have pulled up a lot of great games. You got to take this, and the Rams are favored in this game. It's a pick 'em. Really? But the Rams are favored minus one right now. So uh, take the Sea. I know. Take the Seahawks. I'm, I'm, pick, I'm picking the team with a quarterback through a touchdown in November. I'm gonna pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Seattle. Jared Goff. I, I actually, my friend told me this. Think about it. What is Jared Goff good at? Like really good at. Can you, can you give me, like, one one area of his game where he's really good? He used to be, formerly, he used to be really good at giving the ball to Todd Gurley, and that's falling <laughs> off. No, but seriously, he's, he's not <laughs> a wicked mobile. He's not wicked athletic. He doesn't have a great deep ball. He doesn't have a great short ball. His spiral isn't always tight. He isn't always accurate. His arm strength is going to be improved. Like, he's not great at anything, and that's the reason why they're not going to go anywhere. It's tough looking back at that draft and, like, choosing right now. Like, would you rather have Carson Wentz or Jared Goff? Carson Wentz. Kind of like the same 100%. thing as a few years ago. Yeah. Go like you look back at it now. Would you rather have Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? It's like the same exact thing happening all over again. Um, just real quick, just cherry pick stats. Seattle on a five game win streak, and the Rams are one and two in the division with Seattle's three and zero in division game. So take it for what it's worth. And this is actually a great game to pretty much say the Rams are done in the division. There's still wild card hope. They still have that because yeah. they're only a game behind Minnesota, but um, they could pretty much try to kind of get them out of the division race. Yeah, Rams are hungover. Seahawks are good at football. I think they're my they're one of my Super Bowl favorites right now in the NFC. I think I think Seahawks win that game by by a million. Um, let's see <laughs> Monday Night Football game. We got the Giants taking on the Eagles. Believe in Eli Manning is back. Yeah, Eli Manning is back. Imagine Eli Manning, who was benched this season, coming into Philadelphia. And getting the win over the five and seven Eagles. And you know what's crazy? Is because Dallas is gonna lose tonight and they're gonna be six yeah. and seven or whatever. And uh the Eagles are gonna lose and they're gonna end up being they're gonna be five and eight. And there's still one of them is gonna win the division with a shitty ass record. That's I, uh, insane that a team that's uh, under five hundred. Yeah, I that. never really thought I'd be saying this beginning of the season. But I'm going with Eli Manning. I'm going with the Giants. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? I'm right there with you. I, I'm taking the the Eli comeback game. I think this is like one of his one final shining moments since Daniel Jones is hurt, and that's the only reason he's not playing. 
You want to make some money out there, right? You want to make some money. The Eagles are favored nine and a half points. You wow. take the Giants money line. You just throw 20 bucks down, dude. You're going to win like 100. Yeah. You're going to win 100, dude. Like that's that money line right now. I need to see that, how tasty this is. It's a tasty <laughs> money line. I don't, they don't have it yet. Where's the money line? I need a money line on it. Usually they have it right out there. Take well, that, take the Giants. That wraps up our NFL picks. We'll definitely have those those records for you next week. To get back on track, get everyone's final records or records thus far Semi-records, up to date, excluding some yeah. weeks. Yeah, I still um, claim the only undefeated week. I still claim the only undefeated week. Want that on record? I think yeah. I think you missed one. You didn't have all the games on the schedule though. That's that's what happened. That's what you didn't happened. go through all the games, but still like nine, ten wins. That was fun. Um. Moving into to some other Boston's talk. Boston's got more teams than just the Pats and football. We got the Bruins. And the let me tell you, these Boston Bruins are something. David Pasternak to, for MVP. Oh, they are something to be messed with, man. Oh, well. See you later. <laughs> the Boston Bruins are something to be messed with. We have we definitely have to get one of the puckhead guys on here, either Lane or Bruins Warrior. Like to talk about those guys because I can't go super in depth. I just know from the eye test, this team is so good. I've only been out to one game, or probably the most exciting game of the season thus far, being down two goals in the final two minutes, pull the goalie, score two, get on the power play, take it to OT, and, and win in less than a minute, basically. But the Boston Bruins are undefeated at home, a post or in regulation, asterisk in yeah, regulation. Two, they lost one 12, OT. 0 and 4. Yeah, at home this year. And just in speaking in Boston, I just posted on Ride the Wave today, all Boston teams are undefeated at home in their yeah. respective seasons this, this year. Um, crazy. Crazy. Um, I don't know. I'm not much of a hockey guy. I don't, I don't watch too much. They look good. You know, they're, uh, little, good. <laughs> they, they're playing good. They're hot. I'm betting on them tonight, minus one and a half. They got to win by two goals. I like it because they're playing the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are a poopy team this year. Yeah. And uh, you love to see little, that. You got a lot of home cooking, dude. Um, hockey's a long season, just like mm-hmm. basketball. It's a long season, but uh, it's a lot of puck luck. This, yeah, thing about hockey is they could be the one, they could be the one seed, and they can lose like in the first round, just yeah, because. I saw that as Tampa eight, last year. Yep, it, it could happen. So you can't buy too much into it. Just got to keep playing consistent, stay healthy. That's it. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what's it? Pasternak's on pace for how many goals? Like seventy. He, he's like matched like Gretzky's goals. Like through I think twenty five games, he had twenty four goals, and that is an unreal pace. There, yeah. I, it's it's hard to say that. Oh yeah, there's no way he's gonna keep that up. But looking at the way this team is playing, they're gonna feed him, and he's gonna get a lot of chances every single game. And there's no reason that he shouldn't be able to 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 make some noise in the record books this year. But again, Boston Bruins, very good. We'll definitely. Definitely got to invite the puck. Ruins! <laughs> Try to do my K-Mazzy. <laughs> we definitely um, got to get one of the one of the hockey guys on here to, to tell us exactly what is working for that team right now. They should just have a hockey podcast. Uh, honestly. They, they invited me on it, but it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> so uh, I think we got some DMs this week. Good oh, and also the out. Celtics, man. They keep Celtics they, are good, too. Yeah. Celtics are good. Celtics keep cruising. Um, Celtics. Pizza, the the they don't have no Gordon Hayward. Uh, fuck Kyrie. Kyrie didn't show up. That, Kyrie had see, it right on Instagram. That pissed me off. Like, I was upset about the Cowboys tickets being super expensive because of the rain and everything. But then I spent like 150 bucks to get lower level and to, to just to boo Kyrie at this return game. And what does is, what is the coward do a week before? Like, my, my shoulder's still sore, man. Yeah. 
I ain't gonna play. I'm not even gonna travel with the team. It's like my shoulder's so hurt that I can't get was... on a plane. I can't get on the bus to this to the arena. Stupid. He, I, I've read something on Twitter that he hasn't played an away game yet at Cleveland either. Yeah. Not I, a single I, one. He, he saw. That is that's bad. That's yeah, really bad. That's not a good look for him. It's not a single away game. There is one more chance this season in mo- beginning of March that the Celtics. Uh, play the Nets in TD Garden March again. March 13th and that, or right around that time. Yeah, right yeah, very fall. beginning of March, but it definitely falls there. And that may be the very first time Kyrie plays an away game at his, at his former team. I, I'd be willing to put money on it right now. Like, there's got to be a, a line somewhere about if Kyrie plays that game three months in advance. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> but fun time nonetheless. Kendrick Perkins was at the game. I know you got to do some some stuff with Perk. Yeah, um, Kelly Kev killed it. Yeah, last Kelly week. Kev had a funny, funny little video with that, and ESPN invited us out to do a little video, and they said there was going to be a surprise guest, and it was end up being Kendrick Perkins. So that was pretty cool. What stinks is I had to work during the game. We were invited out, and ESPN was there. We probably would have got another interview or something like that too. You missed. There's a lot of opportunities out there for us, and you, you got to take every shot. You got to be out there at all times. So a little upset about that, but uh, it was cool seeing him. Really nice dude. You know, we just talked for a couple minutes and uh, went on our way. Smaller than what I thought. I thought yeah. it was a lot. I thought it was a lot taller. Uh, I'm not. Uh, he he is a fun. He is a fun guy. He was fun. He was interacting with fans all night at, at the arena. I know you yep. were there for for a little bit, right? Were, no, I didn't even go. I, oh, I you didn't even, even okay. There. No, okay. I, I was uh, totally. But when I was leaving Boston, uh, it was the night after that game. He was at the airport the very next morning. I got to I got to meet him. Like all all of us got to meet Kendrick Perkins. That. Uh, oh, and, oh like yeah, that, that was cool. That yeah, you sent us that phone. Yeah, I was like, oh, go that's twenty-four hour yeah. span. It's like, hey, I like literally turned the corner at, at Logan and just like, I thought it was Rick Ross for a second. Man. <laughs> huh? That's Kendrick Perkins. Honestly, I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about Perk in the last four, five years until like you guys made the video with him. Probably the only reason I recognized him, got to talk to him. He asked me where to get breakfast in Boston at five a.m. in the morning. It's at the Logan 20. Airport. Yeah, I was like. Dude, the only thing that's open is dunks right now. Is yeah. The only thing that you're going to find that can uh, maybe fill you. That dude probably eats like 3,000 calories a meal, though, still. He's a big boy. Well, a stomach, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that white didn't look good on him at the game. Was, oh, uh, that was interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm very good at keeping myself <laughs> looking slim in certain areas. Yeah. I've seen pictures of me, and I'm like, dude, that's bad. Other times, <laughs> I'm like, ah, I look good. You got you to gotta always be careful. You got to have a little self-awareness, Kendrick Perkins. But – um, as I'm stated in previous shows, I'm contractually obligated to talk about baseball. The Red Sox just parted ways with Sandy Leone, traded him to the Cleveland Indians. Um, so World Series champion. Thank you, Sandy, for everything you did. Fun guy to watch. Fun guy in the clubhouse. Great locker room guy. Uh, he will be missed in Boston, especially for the pitchers who loved pitching with him. I got three baseball questions for you. Number one. Go for it. What's on out Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts is staying in Boston. I'll, I'll. Breaking news. He's staying in Boston. I'll tell you. <laughs> I, got, I got no sources on this. I doubt he gets moved. There's the, the new management is definitely cutting payroll. It's all, we've already seen it with a few contracts, but they're definitely going to cut the payroll. Uh, I think Mookie's staying in Boston solely because it's a one-year rental on one of the best players in baseball right now, and there's not a lot of teams that have the depth and the, that desire to, like, yeah, we're going to win the World Series next year with this guy on our team. Um, you look at American League teams, you look at uh, 
National League teams, I know one that was being briefly mentioned was the Atlanta Braves, who are in a, like a win-now situation, and they have a deep farm system. So that could be a potential destination if he ends up getting moved. I do not think Mookie Betts is getting moved. I think he will play out that final year of his contract in Boston. I know that's what the people want to hear. He will be manning right field for at least in the next year and test free agency um, next fall. Number two, is Nike taking over the jerseys? Nike owns MLB now. Nike is now the the official jersey for for basketball, uh, football in the NFL, NBA, and now baseball in the in Major League Baseball. All like all the former Majestic. I don't know if I got one lying around I, right over there, but um, Majestic is done done with. Their contract expired. Nike. It was supposed to be Under Armour for a bit. I'm kind of happy it's not because I feel like those jerseys would have been a little weird. But Nike um, got in, bought or bought the contract literally billion dollar contract probably for the next few years i'm not sure how long it is but there's going to be a little nike patch or like nike logo on every single baseball jersey from from here on out over pinstripes over everything it's going to look a little different than just having a logo on the sleeve if you love jerseys though this is a great time like you know was talking about to to buy to buy the majestic version all all on sale everything's gonna be on sale so you can still buy your favorite play because no one really cares like deep down like unless you're really a jersey nerd like that fucking Jersey nerd that I got in a fight with. But uh, number three, you love going to ballparks. You like trying new things. Globe Life Fields, I believe yeah. that's what it's called. Um, in it's going to be op- in Arlington. It's going to be opening up. I saw a couple pictures of it. It's actually digging some research last night. It looks pretty cool. It's going to be an indoor stadium finally. That's what they need down in Texas because it gets 110 it gets degrees down there. Hot, yeah. And I've seen that they have like an Xfinity Live type of thing that's over there. It's called Texas Live. That's, I think, already opened. But that area is good. Will you be there in 2020 to see a Red Sox-Texas game? I think the Red Sox are on the schedule to take on um, Texas. I'm pretty sure the Red Sox are on Texas' schedule like to visit they that always, park. They go there every year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's there. I I will do my best. I'm going to have to look at the schedule. I've got a few trips Probably planned. in def- June. They'll yeah, be down definitely, there Definitely going to make it already out. Opening. Yeah, it's out. It's out. I'm definitely going to find my way. Definitely out to Fenway. I love visiting new ballparks, especially a brand new one that's in its very first year. It's going to be fun to stop by and see all the, the new traditions, if they what they bring over. Because the new ballpark's only 30 feet away from the, the former one. It's going to be fun, though. I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know this they're on the schedule. I'm, this is why I'm going on dead air right now. They play Texas at Fenway. Oh, May 14th. 15th, 16th, and 17th. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in May. They're at Texas. I might, uh, I might do that. No, you're gonna do that. We'll go together. That's breaking news. I'm gonna I, bring you to the. I'm gonna bring you to that game. I'll make sure I, you get out there. Absolutely. I graduate like two weeks before that, so I will be. I'll have all the free time in the world. Oh, so that's your graduation gift from uh, Ride the Wave to you. Oh, I think that's the only beautiful. time they. It's the only time <laughs> they play in Texas as as well too. I want. Well, yeah. I like going to Texas and. Uh, I know I like I like going down there. I like to do the stadium tour, probably of the Cowboy Stadium and, and this and that. And it's always a fun time. So we'll we'll make some make some absolutely fun stuff. Um, I think it's about time we get into the direct messages. <laughs> Slide in those DMs. <laughs> Let's check the DMs. What do we got? Uh, I'll I'll name off a couple. Okay. okay. First of all, yeah, you don't gotta I, do- I'm gonna name them off kind of. In, I'm only gonna pick and choose here. Um, Edwin. Vanna Averaro, do you think Brady will retire as a Patriot? 100%. Yes, he's not going anywhere else. You got to be a buffoon to think Brady's not 
retiring as a Patriot. The amount of stuff that the organization's done for him. Granted, there's some like few questionable decisions this year, but they Tom Brady yeah could be frustrated at the Patriots. Be like, you know what? I'm just gonna retire. See you later. I don't need to do this anymore. But Brady ain't gonna pack up his bags and go to like Nashville. He ain't gonna pack yeah. up his bags and go to San Diego. He ain't doing that because then he's gonna uproot his whole entire family to go somewhere else. That's like why Philip Rivers hated to go to LA. His whole family is now in San Diego, and they had to give him a special bus that goes back and forth to San Diego to LA. They had to do all these extra special requests for him. He didn't want to move. So uh, that's the I same be- case with Brady. He's not gonna move anywhere. Stupid. Brady's going to retire as a yeah. Patriot. People were up in arms a few weeks ago about Brady selling his house and Alex Guerrero selling his house in, in, in Massachusetts. Uh, I got I got the inside source. My aunt is a real estate agent. I don't. This is probably online already. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it anywhere. But Brady bought a house in Greenwich, Connecticut, which, if you know, yeah. is it's like close, like north or southwest corner by New York. Like yep. a lot of people who work in New York commute from. Connecticut yeah. from that area, so that's big man lives there. Yeah, exactly. That's that's like a that's a good move. That's where that's, all the millionaires live. That's where the, the billionaires live. They, yeah. they live in Greenwich, exactly. Connecticut. Yeah, and it's right. You know, you Jake Nine. You don't gotta live go in right the city. city. If you want to go to the city, you can. It's close. No, enough. it's good for his kids. His kids stay exactly. away from the city, but then he's gonna build the TB12 brand. Here's the thing about TB12. He wants to put it in New York City. He wants to have a TB12. You know how it's in Boston? He wants to have one in New York City where people can train. Because when he's done with his career, whether he stays at six or he wins eight, whatever it is, people are going to be like, oh, wow, this is the home of six-time champion Tom Brady. Like That's what he's building a fitness brand. He's building a nutrition plan. And there's no better place than being in the heart of America, pretty much New York City, where everything, all business happens. And he ends up doing that. Um, it's going to start spreading because it was in Foxborough. Now it's in, on Boylston, like literally yeah. downtown Boston and maybe New York City in the near future. And it will sell. One uh, underscore Willie underscore two. Do you think we could pick up Odell next year if he's looking to move <laughs> on to the Browns? I doubt um, it. Uh, I doubt uh, it. Uh, Brady, Brady, Brady. What's, what's, uh, what's Odell's contract like right now? Uh, they'll make moves. They'll make moves. I don't, They'll, they'll I think I, I think even though they're playing in Cleveland, I think Jarvis Landry and Odell are very happy to be playing hey, together once again. You, you know what's a better question, Willie? Will Kyle Van Noy stay on the Patriots next that's, year? That's that's one of those tough ones because he's one of those players who's balling out this year, and he's probably going to get a very good paycheck somewhere else. You look at Trey Flowers and the, who's the offensive Kyle Van Noy is going to yeah. leave after the season. And, Someone uh, that needs a linebacker. He's elite. I I, I talked to Kyle Van Noy. I saw him. Yeah. This was in April. And I said, listen, buddy, this is during the, or maybe May. And I said, hey, if you stay after, you know, you stay after this year. I know it's a business. Mm-hmm. You're going to become a team captain. You literally will etch your, your stone in the Patriots Hall of Fame. You'll be a Pats Hall of Famer. Yeah. Not saying he's a pro football Hall of Famer, but you'll be a Pats <laughs> Hall of Famer. And he can make more money long term staying in New England and secure build, his life. Build his own brand if you want then to. Then go out. Yeah, KVN. Dude. Great fucking initials. That's a great initials. Mm-hmm. KVN 53. Then going out to, you know, Tennessee or going out to, you know, uh, Houston or Dallas and going to get paid. And it's just like, then you could suck. Like, and yeah. then it ruins your career. And, you know, everyone forgets about you. And he's one of those fun personalities on a team that um, a lot of people think has no personality or they're all robots. He's one of those fun guys who's like, who embraced the boogeyman thing. Like, as soon as someone first, like, breathed it into existence. Um, Owen.cox3. I mean, there's a lot of these similar questions from people like Max Tyler. Um, 
will a new receiver be on the roster in the next few weeks? There's other questions like, is A.B. or Dez coming, blah, blah, blah. What's yeah. the chances of A.B. coming back? We've kind of already talked about it to begin mm-hmm. the show. I'm it's, not going to get into it. Honestly, I think it's a flip a coin situation at this point. Uh, M underscore Storn Abel, would you agree if Edelman didn't fumble the ball, would we have beat the Ravens? I'm trying to think back to that game where what situation that was. I think the, the Pats weren't moving the ball that drive, I'm pretty going sure. going down the field, and yeah. I believe they were only a one score. I think it was like a one score difference at that time, too. It, it definitely would have made it a closer game down the stretch. It wouldn't have just been, yeah, run the ball and the clock kind of game. I think it definitely would have been a lot closer. I think the Ravens still had enough in the tank to, to win that game, even if the Patriots had scored a touchdown there. They were just the better team that day. Uh, I'm not going to deny that, but I think, yeah, turnovers – you're, that's how you're going to lose games. And if, yeah. if Edelman keeps the ball there, yeah, Pats have a much, much better chance of winning that game. Uh, I got my boy over here, the hook, Eric. Do you think that, <laughs> you, that guy. Do you think that the Spike King uh, can uh, out shotgun the hook, Eric? And I will say this. It depends on my day. It depends on my mood. It depends <laughs> on how thirsty I am. There's some days, you know, I'll drink and it just the bubbles get to me and my yeah. stomach's full. Depends on how much <laughs> I had to eat. Like, it really does. There's a lot of factors that go into Depends chugging beers. Depends on the energy, like it the, does, the contacts. It does. I'm going to tell you, yeah. I've had a lot of low, you know, I'm hyped. I stay hyped, <laughs> but I've had a lot of low energy. I've had a lot of traveling lately. Oh. Last year, I got sick three times during the season because of all the traveling. I got a sinus infection. I got oh. mono. And then I got, like, uh, another oh. sinus infection. Or so I got the flu or something like that towards the end of the season. I, I was hard. I need a couple of days to rest right now, not <laughs> shotgun beers. Um, say, say, say Super Bowl time runs comes around pats are in the super bowl versus the seahawks again and it's you versus uncle eric you're down in miami and you, you oh got i will one, take uncle eric one, I'd be one, one. Up. yeah, yeah. <laughs> cameras all around you the Last boston crowd from, uh, zach kincaid 26 who's going to be our kicker our new kicker for the remainder of the year jake you know bailey. it you've jake been saying bailey. it the last three weeks Jake Bailey, baby. Been, I don't even think it's been three weeks. It's been since Goskowski got hurt. You said it the moment he got hurt. I had a Instagram. I might have to repost that Instagram post yeah. and just be like, hey, this happened. This guy's a kicker, dude. Put him up. And no one wanted to believe it. No one's really talked about Jake Bailey being the kicker, the actual kicker. They more of like, ah, look, it could happen, but I don't see it happen because it's never been done before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's never been done before. I, I can't wait to see Jake Bailey go out there and, and, uh, and kick What's, into existence. Is there some kind of deadline that the Patriots have to get the guy on the roster before he's eligible to play, like, this Sunday? Because that's got to be coming up quick. It's Thursday. Probably Saturday. Probably before, Saturday. Yeah. That's what happened with Antonio Brown. I think there was a quick okay. turnaround, and he had to he had a officially get a number, and he had to officially sign on, even though he was practicing. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I, it's got to be Jake I find Bailey. it interesting. I find it interesting. They're like, yeah, like, whatever. I mean, they probably didn't think. Well, they put in a claim for that kid, Chase, the one that was yeah. from uh, San Fran, and they didn't get him. Yeah. They, and, and, and they probably were just like, ah, screw it this week. We'll, we'll just uh, sit and just like wait. What, what do you think it'll look like on the Patriots if Jake Bailey ends up being very successful as a kicker and a punter, and the Patriots have brought in these guys who have missed kicks the last few weeks? I'm taking my hat off for this one. There's still a punter out there that has not been signed yet, and his name is Ryan Allen. Why can they not just take Jake Bailey and be like, you know <laughs> what? We're putting you at kicker because they started getting him as kickoff. Because here's the thing. They had to get him developed over the season for kicking. And, and over the season, it's like, all right, we're putting you on kickoffs now. Okay. Oh, you feel a little bit better? 
hey, how about in practice you take a couple field goals? No media's around. No media can do anything. Let's do some private workouts. How's it going? Because they don't want to show that shit out there. Yeah. How's that going? How's that going? All right. Hey, Ryan Allen hasn't signed with the team at all, and he's just coming off a Super Bowl MVP performance. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Get Ryan Allen. If you're worried about him doing double duties, get Ryan Allen back out here and have him be the placeholder for Jake Bailey. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, and that's it. Who's going to be the placeholder for Jake Bailey if he's kicking? Who's the placeholder for Jake Bailey if he's kicking? Probably got to be Stidham at that point. Put the backup yeah, yeah, quarterback Yeah, we have to be Stidham then. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Just, it's, me, it's, it's, it's wild. Let me propose one more hypothetical here before we start wrapping up. You got that one roster spot that's open. And you have a chance. Uh, this is purely hypothetical. You get a chance to bring back fan favorite Ryan Allen. What? Three-time champion? Two-time champion? Three-time champion? Three time. He had three, to be time, three time. I think Super Bowl time. champion or Antonio Brown. Time. And there's no social media drama. Who are you taking? <laughs> Ryan Allen. Wow. I'm taking wow. Ryan Allen because here's the difference with that. Special teams with Ryan Allen and Jake Bailey, right? There's a reason why they won that Super Bowl because of field position. Now, not on every single drive is Antonio Brown going to catch it and go out there and, you know, score. Or he's always going to move the chains. There's going to be some miscommunications sometimes. There's not gonna, he's going to have a couple drop passes. Jake Bailey's out there. Ryan Allen's out there. And he's going to keep punting that and pin it on the 10, the 5, the 2, the 1. Because you have a guy like Matthew Slater that can run in as a gunner and then get that, that ball down there. You, I would take – wow. I would take Ryan Allen <laughs> – over Antonio Brown right now. Special teams, man. Because then what happens? You pin a team back on the two-yard line, and then you have the boogeymen that are playing defense and that can try to get a safety and the chance to get the ball back. It's a game. It's, it's three phases of the game, man. Yep. And the, in the phase of Ryan Allen and special teams coexist with the defense. Antonio Brown is just one-dimensional. It's just offense. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be fun. That's what yeah, I we got. We got. A, yeah. That's gonna be an interesting week of free agency in the middle or like tail end of the season. Who is gonna take that roster spot? I want to go on Instagram live right now. <laughs> it, it, right now, Say, who we're gonna go on Instagram live right now and just yeah. and debate this right now. I want to have a debate with you on this topic. Right okay. After this. All right. We're Let's here. This is the post. The post game. The post game. We'll, we'll the hype po- up the post pod show. I want to get you on right now. That'll be fun. Um, so yeah, that wraps up episode 23 of Boston's big three Stafford had a power outage at his school. So, uh, that's why he, he dropped a few minutes ago. But once again, my name is Brandon Spike King. We are presented by ride the wave media and brought to you by one in 100.